1: friends, this is Misty, and this is Wattes and Legends. Happy Friday? Sure, Friday sounds good. Um, I am just enjoying a beautiful day. It's nice and sunny through my window, which is open and bringing in a fresh breeze. It's good. hope everyone's having a great day. Ready for the weekend, although days are kind of going together. So, whatever you're doing, I hope you're doing it well. So, yeah, happy um, quarantine still. Hope everyone's hanging in there. So, last week I talked about zombies and our obsession with zombies. This week, or today, I don't know if it's a week going to talk about mermaids. Um, I do have a nice vanilla latte here that my friend brought to me. Don't worry, she was wearing a mask. And we stood six feet away and enjoyed a chat and coffee. And it felt really good to see a face other than the one I've Been looking at in the mirror. So that felt awesome. So I'm in a great mood. We're going to talk about mermaids because I love mermaids and we'll just go from there. So sources for today's podcast came from good old Wikipedia, the book Phantasmagoria by Terry Breverton, Wired.com, Livescience.com, History.com, RealMermaids.net. And ancient-origins.net. So here we go. Let's dive into talking about mermaids. No pun intended with the dive there. Sorry, that was cheesy. Mermaids are sometimes called sirens. They are mythological water creatures that have appeared in the folklore and popular culture of almost every seafaring civilization during the last few thousand years. Often depicted as beautiful women with lower portion of their body resembling a fishtail, these legendary creatures managed to create around them both the atmosphere of romantic myths and horror stories. In the beginning, mermaids represented the unknown of the sea, dangers of the open waters, and unexplored water territories. But as our culture and science evolved to modern state, Mermaids and sirens took a firm hold in our imagination and became part of art and media. Alright, so let's talk about early human civilization. When early human civilization was formed around rivers and seas, the religions here often had a great focus on the dangers and the wonders that were hidden in them. Because of that, some of the earliest known gods were depicted as some sort of combination of men and fish with 7,000-year-old Babylon god Ea, Ea, the spell. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly, but he was the bringer of knowledge, arts, and sciences, and um, he was one of the first symbols of a god being looked at like a mermaid Um, As time went on, female sea gods appeared, and the first one had a great resemblance to the mermaid, Um, and it was an Assyrian goddess. She hid herself from mortals after she accidentally killed one of them. After diving below water to become fish, the sea refused to hide her beauty and decided not to transform the upper half of her body. Greeks adopted some parts of her origin, morphing her into Aphrodite. The clearest example of merfolk in German mythology was the son of Poseidon called Triton, who is most often shown as a merman who blows a conch shell um, while riding on the sea waves. All right, so back to this Assyrian mermaid story. Alright, so this was around 1000 BC. Um, This, uh, let's see, goddess, I can't pronounce her name, so I'm not even going to try. She loved a mortal man, and she unintentionally killed him. So she was ashamed, and she jumped into a lake and took the form of a fish, but the waters did not want to hide her beauty. Therefore, she turned into a mermaid, human above the waist, fish below. And this was the early representation of her. Sometime before 546 BC, a philosopher in Milan postulated that mankind had sprung from an aquatic animal species. He thought humans, who begin life with prolonged infancy could not have survived unless we lived in the ocean. Hmm, That's interesting. All right. Then let's talk about mermaid myths from all over the world. Um, We talked about the Greeks a little bit. and They called them sirens, and they were dangerous creatures who lured sailors to the sea, and their songs would um, end up killing them, or the mermaids would drown them. There was a similar superstition that was present on the British Isles, where sailors regarded mermaids, sirens, and sea nymphs as evil spirits of the sea and bad omens. Hmm. They cited that mermaids represented the coming of the storm, the sinking of the ships, and almost always eventually death of the person who saw them. Many, however accepted mermaids as good-willed creatures that were extremely shy, but very curious about the life below the sea. There are Chinese legends that speak that tears of the mermaids form the most beautiful pearls on Earth. Chinese sailors thought sirens could grant them immortality, and the Irish held belief that mermaids are calling the sailors to sea with their songs as a sign of love, Persians hmm. viewed mermaids not as fish, but as complete human beings that were able to live in the sea. And the many stories that were written about them, there are—they're are, um, depicted as beautiful men and women who can have children with ordinary people, and their children can choose to live in the sea if they want. Hmm. Interesting. Um, so now I'm going to talk about the British Isles in Ireland a little bit more. So mermaids appeared in British folklore as unlucky omens. They told the future about disasters and sometimes they even provoked disasters. There are several variants of the ballad Sir Patrick Spens depicted a mermaid speaking to the doomed ships. In some versions, the mermaid tells them that they will never see land again. In others, she claims that they are near the shore, which they are wise enough to know that means the same thing. Mermaids can also be a sign of approaching rough weather, and some have even been described as being huge in size up to 2,000 feet. Yikes! Mermaids have also been described was able to swim up rivers to fresh lakes. In one story, um, let's see. A man went to the aid of a woman he thought was drowning in a lake near his house. A servant, uh, sorry, I lost my place. Sorry. <laughs> a servant. Da, 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 da. The mermaid screamed as if she were drowning, but. She wasn't. She was just luring the man in. When the man got close to her, he saw that she was not beautiful. And he started screaming for help. His servant found him and saved him before the mermaid could kill him. Um, sometimes mermaids teach humans how to cure diseases. And there's also tales of mermen that they have been described as wilder and uglier versions of mermaids, Um, and the mermen show very little interest in humans. According to a legend, a mermaid came to the Cornish village of Zenor, where she used to listen to the singing of a choir. Um, A man named Matthew was the leader of this choir. They fell in love, and Matthew went with the mermaid to her home. On summer nights, the lovers can be heard singing together. Hmm, that's cute. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Mermaids from the Isle of Man are considered more favorable towards humans than those in other regions, and they give them assistance, gifts, and rewards. One story tells of a fisherman who carried a stranded mermaid back into the sea and was rewarded with the location of a treasure. Another tale is of a baby mermaid who stole a doll from a little human girl, but was rebuked by her mother and sent sent back to the little girl a pearl necklace. A third story tells of a fishing family that made regular gifts of apples to a mermaid, and they were rewarded with a lot of prosperity. All right, so all of you literary buffs out there, in 1930 or 1836, sorry, the fairy tale The Little Mermaid came out and was written by Hans Christian Andersen. This work of fiction describes the quest of the mermaid princess to come to land um, and then fall in love, and then she will get her legs. Mm-hmm. However, not all tales are like this. Some tales. Are haunting, and even our friend Christopher Columbus had a sighting of a mermaid. He's not my friend, sorry, not your friend either. I don't know, he was somebody's friend, just not ours. Anyway, um, in 1493, Christopher Columbus was sailing near the Dominican Republic, he sees three mermaids. In reality, there were manatees, and describes them as not half as beautiful as they are painted. Hmm. Um, So just like Christopher Columbus, a lot of tales of mermaids were just manatees, um, or sea cows, as they called them. And the reason is manatees are pretty slow moving, and their eyes are a bit human-like, and, um, you know, if if you've seen a manatee, you know what it looks like. Anyway, so adult manatees are about 10 to 12 feet long, and they last for a long time, about 60 years. So, a lot of people back in the day saw manatees, and they're like, oh, it's totally a mermaid. Just, it's not. It's a manatee. Um, There have been a lot of hoaxes that involved mermaids. Um, One of these was in 1822. A mermaid hoax was the Fiji mermaid, exhibited in London in 1822, and later brought to America by P.T. Barnum in 1842. In this case, an investigator claims to have traced the mermaid's manufacturer to a Japanese fisherman. Although it was billed as a mermaid, this has, been a, this has been bluntly referred to as Barnum's Merman. There's a similar fake mermaid in the Horniman Museum, um, also called a Merman, but it was then described and cataloged as a Japanese monkey fish. It was determined that it contains no monkey parts, no human parts, no mermaid parts, it's just a fish. Big mermaids that were made in China out of monkey and fish parts were also imported into Europe and Holland in the mid-16th century. And in the mid-17th century, um, there was an ark created uh, by a man named John the Elder. And in this ark, he displayed... A hand, and he told everyone it was a mermaid hand. So clearly, mermaids have been faked all around the world. All right, so we talked about how manatees can be seen, and everyone thinks it's a mermaid. There is another rare example of a modern mermaid. This was from 2009. A news report claimed that a mermaid had been sighted off the coast of Israel. And she performed tricks for onlookers just before sunset. Then she disappeared into the night. One of the first people to see the mermaid said, I was with friends when suddenly we saw a woman laying on the sand in a very weird way. At first, I thought she was just another sunbather, but when we approached, she jumped into the water and disappeared. We were all in shock because we saw that she had a tail. The town's tourism board was delighted with their newfound fame and offered a million-dollar reward for the first person to photograph the mermaid. Unfortunately, the reports vanished as quickly as they surfaced, and no one ever claimed the million dollars. Oh, man. Horrible. That would have been awesome. Um, in 2012, oh, I remember this. Animal Planet um, produced a special called Mermaids the Body Found, And then this started Mermaid Mania once again. I presented the story of scientists finding proof of real mermaids in the oceans. It was fiction, but it was filmed like a documentary. So, of course, people that believe that kind of stuff were like, oh, mermaids are real. The show was so convincing that the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration received enough inquiries following the TV special that they had to issue a statement denying the existence of mermaids. Mm. Um, One more. So a temple in Japan is said to house the remains of a mermaid that washed offshore in in 1222. Its bones were preserved by a priest who believed the creature came from a palace of the Dragon God at the bottom of the ocean for nearly eighteen no for nearly eight hundred years the bones have been displayed and water used to soak the bones was said to prevent the prevent diseases only a few bones remain today they have not been scientifically tested and their true nature is unknown Mm-mm-mm. so mermaids today. What's their deal with mermaids today? What's really funny is I read this article in the title of the article it was why the fuck are we so obsessed with mermaids and it really made me go why the fuck are we obsessed with mermaids? Like why Why do we want to be mermaids? Why do we have to have mermaid hair? Why do I make mermaid bath bombs? Why do I make mermaid bubble bath? Why do I want to look a mermaid? Really, why? So basically, mermaids right now are like the new unicorns, right? Like instead of just wanting to wear a shirt that says, I'm a unicorn or I'm a mermaid, people want to be one. There's t-shirts that say mermaids have more fun, mermaid hair don't care, I'd rather be a mermaid, all that stuff, and then we all know they're not real, right? I hope you guys know they're not real. But, I mean, when I look at the stuff I have in my room, I have mermaid earrings, I have a mermaid necklace, like you said, mermaid bath bombs, all this stuff. Why don't I want to be a mermaid? What's our deal with being mermaids? So could be just the popularity of the whole Mermaid franchise. It could be the fact that we all watch Little Mermaid as young children or read the tale. Who knows what it is? And if you want to be a mermaid, tell me why. I'm fascinated with learning more about the oceans and seas. And I think it's because we don't know what's down there. And I think that is part of the whole symbolism why we want to look or be like a mermaid or we have this fantasy that mermaids are awesome. I mean, they are pretty cool. But yeah, I would like to know why you want to be a mermaid. If you have mermaid hair and you don't care, please tell me. Um, Yeah, this is a little short and sweet episode. And so like I did last episode, I want to share a little bit of happiness because it makes me feel really good, especially around this time Um, in the quarantine. Today's spot of happiness. Uh, Today I got a gift bag left at my office door. And in the gift bag there were chocolates. There were espresso chocolates. There were dark chocolates. There was a coffee mug, a sparkly coffee mug, and there was some awesome tea. And I would love, love, love to thank my friend Callie for dropping it off. It really made my day. It is my spot of happiness for the day. And on top of everything else, the sun is shining. It's a beautiful spring day. No clouds in the sky. Life is good. So, guys, keep your head up. It will get better. I promise. And if not, I got a mermaid bath bomb with your name on it. All right, guys. I hope you all have a wonderful weekend. I'll talk to you soon. And if you spot any mermaids in your
0: adventures, please take a picture and please send it my way. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well.